Isn't that a sweet sound? Hello out there, listeners. You are in for a story today. Someone has found a stockpile of fresh space tech. Table scraps left behind by all visitors from the stars. Those big-eyed fuckers that left this place a wasteland also left us a few parting gifts. Like the grow fats we found. Now I know some of you haven't even heard of them, but... The last ones we managed to get up and running is the reason you haven't started eating your neighbor yet. Was able to get word from the group that found them, and they say they should have 16 of the buggers ready to go by next week and a fresh crop of foodstuffs to start sending out. Now, I won't be saying when or where, just in case some unsavory types hope to get their hands on the green stuff, but if your belly's empty, just hold on a bit longer. It's strange what you can find when you poke through someone else's forgotten things. In our case, it was a happy find, but there are times when you come across something truly horrific. Our story tonight deals with just that. So saddle up as we uncover a glass pony. Abby sighed long and slow. It hadn't been a great haul at all. She sent her son a message to bring the truck up and went to the B-Robe storage lockers. Normally, she always made a killing at these auctions, netting two or three stuffed lockers. This time, she'd only been on one. None of the others had even looked halfway decent. With a grunt and a shove, she opened a new prize. Only half full to boot. There were three large trunks at the back of 14B. It was in her experience that containers that big always had something worthwhile in them. She just hoped she could justify the 500 she'd spent on this place. Abby went to a stack of clear totes at the front of the locker first. Those had been what caught her eye in the first place. Inside were cute white dresses. The kind that looked like something a pageant queen might wear. The totes were stuffed with them. The quality looked amazing. She speculated that some of them might have never been worn. There were also fat bottles of a white powder along with the dresses. There weren't any labels on the bottles, but once she opened one, she knew right away what they were. They were filled with a very floral kind of talcum powder, the kind that had an almost overpowering smell. Her own grandmother had put on some every day after they forced her to check into that retirement home. The dresses she knew she could sell, but those powders might as well get tossed in the trash. Most of her customers at the thrift shop she ran in town, mine and yours, were down on their luck bombs needing a good deal. They weren't the sort to shop for something to cover up the smell of old age and death. The rest of the scattering of boxes only held junk, cords and cords of rope, mismatched children's shoes, things like that. However, there were a few gems here and there. She found three full cutlery sets exactly like the ones in the shopping network. Her mood brightened at the sight of them still in their packaging. Those in the dresses would pay what she spent on the lockers and then some. The rest was all gravy now. Two strong hands pinched her sides, and Abby let out a shriek that would have put a bansy to shame. Ah, my ears! Your son put his arms up to wait off the blows he knew were coming. Matt! You scared the shit out of me! 
Abby swatted at her only son, who just stood there and laughed till his face turned red. <laughs> Did you just say shit? Oh, God. Matt could barely breathe. Oh, that's great. You know, I hate it when you sneak up on me. She fought the urge to smile. That big, goofy grin of his was as infectious as it was cute. Well, yeah, that's why I do it. Matt looked around the storage locker. That's all you got? It was the best of the bunch, really. His mother shrugged. All right. If you're done trying to put me in early grave, start looting up. While Matt began moving the clutter to the back of the truck, Abby decided to check on those large trunks in the back. Someone had added shelves above each of them. The shelves only had three things, arranged like offerings in a shrine. A box of tissues, a small notebook, and a glass pony. She picked up one of the little figurines and was struck by the beauty of it. Whoever had carved it was meticulous in their detail. Two black gems made the eyes, and you could even make out the teeth in its mouth. She picked up the notebook that had been next to the glass pony and began to read. Susan, age six. TF Waystation, Texarkana, second. Her favorite food is spaghetti and meatballs, and she loves her brother very much. First night, a surprise. She does not cry out for her mother. Abby feels an icy chill when she finds a cutout paper taped to the next page. At the very top of it, in bright red, are the words, The rules. Must stay silent unless spoken to. No singing, laughing, or crying. Understand and be willing to know perfection. You are no longer your own. You are mine. You are one of my things. A thing does not want or deny. There is no longer can't or won't. I can and I will. You must, must wash daily. We will bathe together. Abby's eyes grew bigger and bigger as she continued to read. Found a small blemish on her left foot, removed with skinning knife. Cried then for her mother. Will be kept in the closet for the rest of the night. A firm hand. Abby could hear Matt moving more junk, hear him talk to her, ask if she was alright, but she couldn't answer him couldn't. A morbid curiosity had seized her. She had to read another page. She couldn't look away. Been following the rules well, but today she transgressed. Begged me not to in the bath, during our wash. It was strange. I found eyes to have a meaty taste, a little chewy like gristle. Hers, however, were like squishy grapes and salty. From the tears, maybe? Matt put his hand on Abby's shoulder. She was as tense as a stone. Mom, what is it? He'd called her name a dozen times, but she just stood there with that book in her hand. Oh, God. The notebook fell on the floor as Abby broke down, her mind reeling from the horrible revelation. Matt wrapped her up in his arms, and she just trembled against him. The hell, Mom, what's wrong? He knew he couldn't get an answer from her, but he kept talking anyway. Kept his tones soft and as gentle as he could until she stopped shaking. 
Matt then reached over and picked up the notebook she'd been reading. It opened to a random page. Stopped eating despite me. She became just as boring as the others. Pity. She was so close to perfection. I took three fingers from her left hand and... What is this shit? He pulled away from his mother and opened the trunk. That floral smell from the bottles hit him hard in the nose, enough to take his breath. After he cleared his lungs, Matt saw that there was a trash bag inside. He tore it open and jumped back so quickly that he tripped over his mother. In his fall, Matt tipped the trunk over as well, and a small, skeletal body fell out of the concrete floor. The corpse was dressed in a white dress, and missing three fingers on her left hand.